0: Natural MD Radio, your place to hear the whole truth on health and medicine for women and children and get the tools you need to take back your health naturally starting now. I'm Dr. Aviva Ram. Hi and welcome back to Natural MD Radio. This is Aviva Ram and it's delightful to be here with you again. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Before I get started, I want to put on my smart woman business hat and ask you for a few favors. One is if you're here and you're a regular and you've been loving natural MD radio and want to keep hearing more natural MD radio, if you could drop a comment and a like over on the blog and on iTunes, that would be incredible. Also, if you haven't heard about it or if you have but haven't gotten your copy yet, what are you waiting for? Grab a copy of the Adrenal Thyroid Revolution because it is not just about adrenals and thyroid. It's a blueprint for living the healthiest life we can in a 24-7 world that is overwhelming us with antibiotics and toxins and stressors and foods that are so far from what our grandmothers ate that they're really having a huge impact on our hormones, our immunity, our weight, our cognitive function, and our moods and more. And that's what the adrenal thyroid revolution is about. The guiding quote of the adrenal thyroid revolution is, when sleeping women wake, mountains move avivaram.com forward slash book bonus, avivaram.com forward slash book bonus. And if you want to just grab a free chapter, you can do that too and see what the book is all about. That would be at avivaram.com forward slash free chapter. How's that for easy? So today we're going to talk about this idea of when sleeping women wake mountains move in the form of burnout and are adaptogens a good recipe for rebounding from burnout burnout is really an epidemic and this has been externally validated with surveys so when i say it's an epidemic i'm i'm not saying that kind of glibly it it really is an epidemic at least half of americans are reporting significant stress up to 70% are po- reporting moderate stress and burnout is a common expression that we use when we're describing kind of a more severe level of stress that's chronically plaguing us. You know, it's interesting because when we think of burnout, we think about, I think, exhaustion or being cognitively aware that we're burnt out. Like we know we're burnt out and we say we're burnt out and we feel burnt out and we say things like, I'm at the end of my rope, I'm at the end of my line, I can't take it anymore, I feel crispy, I feel fried. And these are the things that tend to happen when we sort of hit the wall of doing too much at a time. But sometimes burnout can happen. There's an expression, if you don't say it straightforward, it comes out sideways. I mean, I think burnout is one of those things that if we don't recognize it for what it is, it can be happening in a lot of different ways expressing itself in a lot of different ways in our life that we might not think of as burnout. So for example, anxiety can happen from burnout. Anxiety can happen if you're a responsible person, or like most women, a high-pressured sort of perfectionist, and you can't keep up with everything, that causes you anxiety and that anxiety can be the result of doing too much and actually being burnt out. Similarly, depression can be a symptom of burnout, marital tension, marital stress, fighting. Uh, being on the edge of conflict in many of your relationships can be a form of burnout because it's still coming out in your agitated, more frazzled, crispy way. It's almost like you're brittle and that's coming out in your communications and your relationships. So people can think of you as being short or irritable or edgier, mean or unkind It can be affecting your relationships with your kids or your friends. You can be more snappy or short-tempered. It may be coming out at work in that you're rushing through things or being more entitled in your behavior because you feel like you need somebody to give you something and take care of you because you're not getting it somewhere else in your life and you're not taking care of yourself. It can also come out... In a whole host of physical symptoms. And this is a huge subject of the adrenal thyroid revolution. In fact, I initially wanted to call the book Overcoming Overwhelm, but my publisher said, you know, Aviva, I think overwhelmed people are going to be too overwhelmed to buy the book. And I actually don't agree. But um, a lot of times in publishing, book titles are very much like if it's a sewing machine, call it a sewing machine. If it's a belly button, call it a belly button. And if it's adrenal thyroid, let's call it that. And so The reason that the book is focused on the adrenals particularly, and the reason it discusses the thyroid is one of the big phenomena that we're seeing women experiencing as a result of social overwhelm a result of when I say social overwhelm I mean all the things in our society that are causing us to be on systems overload some of the things I mentioned like environmental toxin exposure causes our systems to be on overload we might not even realize that our emotional reactions are a response or a symptom of physical triggers so Inflammation in your body can cause your emotions and your behavior to be kind of red hot and irritable. So, we want to think about that when you're having emotional symptoms of burnout or they're coming out directly or indirectly in your life, it can actually be also physical triggers that are causing overwhelm. One of the other areas that's really interesting that you might see overwhelm show up as is procrastination or lack of motivation. And I didn't mention that earlier, and it just dawned on me that I really want to say that. You know, there are so many ways that our body's innate wisdom serves to protect us. And it's when we're out of harmony or out of alignment with what our innate wisdom, our inner wise woman is trying to do to help us and our lives. When our lives are out of alignment with that, that's usually where symptoms start to crop up. So a lot of times, if you're overwhelmed, it actually leads to procrastination. And it reminds me of when my teenage daughter, my oldest daughter was a teenager. You know, at some point when she was around 15, it was like everything she owned was on her bedroom floor. Oh my gosh, there's a really funny backstory about that too which I'll tell you in a second, but when, when she was a teenager, like she would just sort of just dump everything on the floor. You know, if she was reading a book, it stayed on the floor. If she had a plate, it stayed on the floor. If she had, and it's so funny because she's so tidy and neat and organized as an adult, she's got this beautiful home. And so this was like her time in life to just dump her clothes on the floor, everything on the floor. The, the point of the procrastination and the burnout is that, you know, it's like that teenager who has so many things on their floor and you tell them to clean their room, but they have no idea where to start because they're so overwhelmed by it. And that's what happens with procrastination in your life is when you're already so overwhelmed, it feels really hard to get started on the next thing. And really, I believe what's happening is that your stress response system, and I'm going to swing back to around to how the adrenals and the adaptogens all fit in here, but your stress response system is actually saying, look, you're already on overload. So every time you go to plug in that next project, I'm going to hit the circuit breaker and make that circuit not work. So it's kind of protecting you in an inadvertent way from Taking on the next thing. Also, one of the impacts that can happen when your adrenal stress response system gets activated and overactivated, particularly, is that your willpower and your motivation get sabotaged. And I'm going to swing back around and talk about that too. So, the backstory with my teenage daughter is just I know you're going to laugh and be horrified at the same time. So, my rule with my kids was always look, how you keep your room is how you keep your room. Just make sure there's nothing growing or crawling in there that shouldn't be in there. And as long as the door stays shut, right? Like I figure everyone's got their own right to their creative mass, as long as nothing's getting damaged, as long as it stays in your space. I have very few pet peeves, but one of my pet peeves is clutter. So I like my space to be organized. So, you know, as long as your clutter is not seeping into my general space, we're all good. Well, my husband had a very different perspective on my daughter's bedroom, and he thought that she should clean everything up. And one day, when she didn't clean everything up, he took all of her belongings that were on the floor, which, when I say I'm not kidding, was pretty much all of her belongings because everything was like out of the drawers, off the shelves, off the desk, out of the closet, and on the floor. He took them all and he put them into trash bags and he put them in the garage and said, When you're ready to put all your things away, they're in the garage, go get them. They'll be there for you. Well, guess what? The next day was trash day. And my son, who was an Uber responsible kid and uh, took out the trash as she was supposed to, took all my daughter's things to the trash. I mean, her Ugg boots, her homeschool books, like everything was there, took them out to the trash. And yes, the trash was taken away. So there was a massive learning lesson (laughs) in my house and I tried to stay out of that one, but cautionary tale. Maybe sometimes we need to leave our kids' stuff alone and let them go through their own process. But back to procrastination, motivation, willpower, and all the ways that we get burnt out when our adrenal system is out of harmony. So basically what happens is when you are overwhelmed, and let's stick with emotional overwhelm for now, but as you'll learn in my book, The Adrenal Thyroid Revolution, which you can get at avivaram.com forward slash book bonus is that there are many things that can cause overwhelm. Food triggers that cause inflammation in your system, the environmental toxins I mentioned, medications that activate your stress response system. The list is is not lengthy, but there are five root cause areas that I talk about in the book, one of them being emotional stress. And I think the way we tend to experience the concept of burnout is as emotional stress. But one thing I really want to drill in here is that that's one of the ways that we know what's happening. But inflammation, digestive problems, sleep problems, weight gain, especially around your middle, hormonal imbalances, anxiety, depression, lack of motivation, procrastination, autoimmune disease, chronically getting sick with every little bug that you get, not ever getting sick and then crashing on the first day of vacation. All of the symptoms that we think about with adrenal overdrive, Or adrenal depletion, both of which I explained at length in the book and which I'll get into more in other podcasts about the book, can lead to all of these symptoms. One of the many ways that you may have read about or heard about in terms of dealing with adrenal stress, a lot of people call this adrenal fatigue, is to use adaptogens. Adaptogens are a class of herbs that were first sort of categorized with that name. Around the 1940s, actually, they've been around for a long time. and Well, the herbs have been around for thousands of years, but thinking of them as adaptogens has been around for a long time. And it was a response to looking for herbs by actually the Soviet Union at the time for enhancement of longevity, stamina, and immunity amongst athletes, factory workers, and eventually the cosmonauts in the cosmonaut training program. It was found, for example, that high-level Olympic-type level athletes, particularly who had to do endurance training and endurance performance, often got sick with viral infections, bronchitis, pneumonia, for example, in that week or so after uh, their high-intensity training. Uh, It was found that these herbs particularly could enhance the productivity focus and reduce mistakes amongst factory workers, so overall get more productivity out of people. So they were researched in the Soviet Union, but but what was identified or discovered is that there are many herbs from many different cultures, but particularly Ayurvedic medicine, traditional Russian medicine and Chinese medicine, that are particularly prominent in this category. For example, Chinese ginseng, uh, holy basil, ashwagandha, shatavari, uh, rhodiola, eleutherococcus, or what we used to call Siberian ginseng, which we now call eleuthero. And then even in the United States, we have American ginseng. And actually what we call Chinese ginseng or Panax ginseng grew here as well and still does, but it was depleted a lot for exports a couple hundred years ago, actually. So these herbs have classically been used in their own cultures as longevity, stamina, fertility, immune support, and general lifelong tonics. When I say lifelong, meaning they promote longevity and lifelong health. So this concept was already uh, present in traditional medicine, but then it got kind of a Westernized concept to it. This idea of adaptogens, and the term adaptogens partly has to do with a gentleman named Hans Selye, who was a physiologist, physician who identified and categorized the general what he called a general adaptive syndrome, which is a a stress response sort of rating of what we go through physiologically when we get activated by a stress trigger, what happens in our body over three phases of that stress trigger, meaning one, we get activated, two, we're in sort of the Active phase. So the activation is like it gets triggered and stimulated. Then we're in the active phase of what's going on while the stress is happening until it's resolved. And then we're in the resolution phase where the system starts to return back to its more balanced, calm state. And the way I often explain it is if you can imagine watching the nature channel and you see gazelles around a watering hole and a pride of lions come into their territory and the lions are hungry and they're about to go on the hunt. The gazelles recognize the smell or the sight or the sounds of the lions very primitively as a threat to their survival. Their ears prick up, their eyes, their pupils dilate, their respiratory rate gets faster, energy gets mobilized to their limbs in the form of sugar so that their muscles get fueled. Focus goes away from digestion and reproductive function into protecting their inflammatory system and their immune system. And they run to get away from the danger. And so that activated phase is when all those systems are starting to get woken up to protect them and be able to help them evade the danger. During that phase, when they're running away from the danger, that's that the more active phase of the stress response. And then what happens is the lions catch either the oldest or the sickest or the slowest, most likely all in the same, one in the same, of the gazelles. And then what happens? The gazelles go right back to the watering hole. Their systems calm down. All of those systems that got activated return to their baseline, and there's no harm, no foul, obviously, except for the one gazelle or the two gazelles that got caught. And that's how this stress response is supposed to work. It's supposed to be immediate danger, quick response, resolution. But for most of us, the stress response is getting activated chronically. And if you're in burnout Usually, burnout, and if you um, grab a copy of my book, you'll quickly learn that there's something called the U zone. And in the U zone, there's a space where we are actually at optimal stress. And we all know that feeling, right? We uh, have to study for an exam and we kind of put it off and we put it off. But then when we finally do study the night before, we're actually really focused and really dialed into what's going on. Or when you're excited about something or anticipating something or you're in the flow or you're in the zone you actually have a little bit of stress and this stress system gets activated. And we might often feel that way if we have a lot of projects we're juggling in our life, but we're excited about them and we feel really good about them. But then something happens where something in life unexpected happens that causes us a lot of stress or, you know, you've got about as much as you can handle on your plate and then your boss or your sister or your girlfriend or your kid's school or something comes up that, Puts an extra few demands. And now you feel like you're in that state where the straw is about to break the camel. You know, it's like the last straw that's about to break the camel's back. And then you can start to feel yourself going from, I can handle this, even though I'm juggling a lot of balls to where you feel like the balls are starting to drop and you're starting to feel anxious about it or stressed about it. But if you keep going down that pathway, eventually you end up really overwhelmed and overwhelm can then turn into burnout and burnout can then turn into breakdown. And you'll see that in this beautiful curve that I have for you in the book. Where most of us are living is not in that U-zone or that sweet spot where we're really loving our life, even if there's a lot going on and a lot, of, even a lot of things to manage and a little bit of stress, but we're excited about it and maybe over overwhelmed occasionally, but we can recalibrate and get back to center pretty quickly. We can pull ourselves back into that U-zone pretty quickly. Most of us are operating to the right of that on the curve where we're heading into overwhelm, we're anxious about getting everything done, or we're going toward burnout or a breakdown. And burnout to breakdown is where we start to have physical symptoms. So in burnout, you might start to have Uh, some headaches, some sleep problems, some digestive problems, may notice that you're feeling a little anxious or depressed or irritable. Breakdown is when you actually start to have significant symptoms or medical problems. And that's where people cross over into, instead of being in the adrenal system being overdriven, you're now getting to where it's depleted and it's been overdriven for so long that you've actually started to sort of burn out the circuit between your brain and your adrenals. And it's saying, we can't keep pushing you like this anymore. So we're going to basically send you into exhaustion. So you have no choice but to hit the brakes. And so it's important to think about um, illness in some ways as you're, instead of sort of turning against your body and thinking what's wrong with you is to get curious about your symptoms and say, what's going on in my life? that I can shift to maybe help my body not have to create these symptoms. Not all illnesses are within our control. Not all symptoms are within our control for sure, but there are quite a lot of things that we can usually shift to bring things a little bit back to center. So where do the adaptogens fit into this? Well. A lot of the hype around adaptogens is that they can help us adapt to stress, and that is actually why they're called adaptogens. What they're actually doing is at the level of your hypothalamus and pituitary, which is part of the HPA axis, which is the brain part of what tells your adrenals that it's time to go into action or tells your adrenals to stay in action for too long or tells your adrenals you've been in action for way too long and this is affecting your health and now we're going to dial you back. So you're not producing as much cortisol and you're not producing as much adrenaline. The adaptogens are nourishing or stimulating or dialing back some of those signals depending on which adaptogen and what's going on in your body. And they're also nourishing, supporting, and sometimes providing some of the foundational materials needed for your body to produce the stress response hormones or the survival hormones like DHEA and cortisol in your adrenal glands. They can also help when your body is producing cortisol, particularly if you're not producing enough. For example, licorice extends the half-life of your body's own cortisol. So that cortisol that you do need lasts longer, it hangs around longer. So well, there may be some, um, information going around on the internet right now. I saw one herbalist, um, who posted recently a very contrary blog or a Facebook post about adaptogens and how we shouldn't be using them to adapt to stress. Um, they actually can be really beautiful for helping us adapt to stress and they can be really beautiful from bringing us back from the edge of burnout or from the medical consequences of burnout. What I think the herbalist was really trying to say was you can't use adaptogens as a substitute for life's stressors and your response to it. And in that case, that's very true. It's really important that we not use adaptogens the way people might use coffee or even bulletproof coffee, you know, it's important to nourish our bodies, listen to the messages of burnout and why we're having burnout, what are the things that we can do to shift our lives out of it, our triggers and our exposures out of it. And that's what I walk you through in the adrenal thyroid revolution, the five root causes of burnout and how to heal your body from those. And I will have to say, you know, it's so tempting to think, oh, I can just keep going and going and going and going and use the adaptogens to keep me going. And you know, we all know that if you're driving your car and your car gets to the empty line, you actually of your gas tank, you have a rever- reserve tank, right? You can probably go another 35 miles before your car is going to run out of gas. But if you don't put gas in your car, eventually your car will stop. It will stop wherever you are, which might be the side of the road or the exit ramp or the on ramp or parked wherever you're parked. It's just not going to go. And the problem is with our bodies is that it takes a long time before they actually stop. And it takes a long time for many of us to actually start to notice that the little tiny symptoms that we kind of just dismissed as being normal human problems, like a little bit of digestive problems, or yeah, we're overwhelmed once in a while and we're just not sleeping that great. And yeah, we're craving a little sugar and eating a little sugar, but what's a little sugar, start to add up to... 15 or 20 or 50 or 60 pounds more than you want to be carrying or a blood pressure problem or a real sleep problem that's keeping you from getting rested or hormonal problems, which can be everything from PMS and cyclic breast tenderness all the way to endometriosis and polycystic ovarian syndrome and fertility problems and even breast cancer. Um, There have been very clear correlations, for example, in women who work night shifts and uh, particularly nursing studies that have been done looking at nurses who work night shifts and what that impact of continued disrupted sleep on cortisol does to hormones. And one of those is breast cancer. We also know that the rates of diabetes, heart disease, stroke, and dementia are also higher. So this is a no joke kind of situation that not paying attention to burnout in all of its different emotional, psychological, mental, and physical manifestations can lead us to. So can you use adaptogens to get you out of burnout? Yes, you actually can, but you cannot use them alone. Now, I want to focus on the adaptogens that you can use. And I really want to emphasize and trust that you're going to grab a copy of the book so you can learn all the ways that you can transform your life so that you can start to learn to hit the pause button and recognize where perfectionism is coming from and how that might be impacting you. And find the hidden food triggers that might be sneaking into your diet and sneakily causing you some underlying chronic inflammation and microbiome disruption. And look at how detoxification issues might be impacting this stress response system and how your immune system might be impacting this and how hypothyroidism can result from all of this. But today, what I want to talk about is if you are going to use adaptogens, how can you use them? Which ones are appropriate and which ones are best? So the very simple and maybe counterintuitive point here is that you can't reverse yourself from burnout and all of its physical manifestations by pushing harder on the system. All of the adaptogens can help to heal the stress response system. But adaptogens come on a spectrum, and that spectrum is all the way from the very calming, soothing, gentle, nourishing, non-stimulating adaptogens all the way to the adaptogens that are more stimulating. And I write all about these in the book, but I want you to really, you know, hear me talking about it because it's a really kind of fascinating way to look at why so many people try adaptogens and say, wow, I tried that. My naturopath or my integrative doctor or health coach or somebody said, you know, you should try adaptogens because you're under a lot of stress and you're not sleeping well and you're agitated, et cetera, et cetera, you're burnt out. And they go and they go to a health food store, or they go online and they order just the first adaptogen product that, they, that looks good. And then all of a sudden a week later or three days later, they're, worse, they're sleeping worse. They're more agitated. They're more anxious. They're more irritable. They're feeling manic and they, they have no idea why. And then they assume, well, adaptogens just don't work for me. But it really usually has to do with what the adaptogens are. If you're feeling awesome And you are, you know, let's say you're just energetic, you're not burnt out at all, life is good, but you're an airplane pilot or you're a night shift nurse or you're a medical resident or anybody that has to stay up late at night or overnight for work shifts, the stimulating adaptogens can be fabulous in and of themselves. But if you're burnt out, it's a little bit like trying to put gas in your car to make your engine go when your engine actually has problems. And you keep stepping on the gas pedal and putting more gas in the the gas tank. And all you're actually doing every time you try to rev up that engine is burning it out worse. I'm not actually sure that's how cars work, but in my mind, that's how cars work. And you probably get the analogy. So um, we'll leave it at that. And I'm, I'm sorry if I've just completely messed up how cars work. But in our bodies, we can't, put fire into a crispy fried burnt out situation. What we have to do is nourish. We have to repair and we have to replenish. So sometimes with some of my patients who are really quite burnt out, I don't even start even the most gentle adaptogens right away. What I do is actually start by nourishing with sleep, calming foods, like things that have some good quality carbohydrates in them that they can eat in the evening because we know that, for example, getting some sweet potato or squash or whole grain at dinner helps you sleep better because it helps reset your evening cortisol levels. I may prescribe a massage once a week or a five-minute daily meditation practice in the morning a hot Epsom salts and lavender bath in the evening, and a three-minute wind-down meditation at night. Because sometimes when you're so far below where you've already burnt out that reserve gas tank, you have to get a little bit more nourished before you can even start to add in something that supports the engine further. Then if I have a patient who's not so deeply burnt out, you know, they're not having a really intense autoimmune condition going on. Um, any autoimmune conditions is intense, but they're not really sick with one. I will usually actually wait on the adaptogens and do even three months sometimes. Usually it's about six weeks, but even three months of deeper nourishing. And then when I do start the adaptogens or if I have somebody who is less severely into adrenal depletion and more on that line where they're not in breakdown, but they're more in overwhelm or burnout and they need a little bit of support, that's when I use the very gentle, supportive, calming and nourishing adaptogens. And the gentle and nourishing adaptogens are the ones that tend to be calming. They all reduce inflammation, they all help nourish the system, but these are the ones that Historically, traditionally, and from current research, we know tend to be more soothing. The way I think about burnout is almost like you have gotten your nerves exposed, like they're exposed wires. It's almost like you need some more insulation, some more cushion, some more of a um, like a soft, fluffy down feather bed that you just want to kind of cover yourself and protect yourself and buffer yourself with. And it's almost like that's what the nervous system needs. It needs that deeper nourishment that comes from rest and replenishing. The adaptogens that I tend to add in at that time are ashwagandha, reishi mushroom, cordyceps, sometimes maca because maca is very nourishing. It's not as calming, but it's nourishing. And sometimes uh, one called shatavari. Now the ashwagandha and the reishi are my two absolute go-tos for healing and soothing the adrenal stress response when there's burnout that's gone into almost where you're um, on that verge between overwhelm and breakdown, where you're feeling, you hear yourself feeling, you know, or saying that you feel fried or kind of reaching your limit or at the end of your rope. One of the things that I did, I had an amazing opportunity a couple of years ago I got a phone call, I got an email actually from Herbal Ed Smith, who is an old friend and dear colleague who said, at Herb Farm, we'd really like to work with you. And we know you love Herb Farm. So can we hire you to consult with us and develop products with us? And I thought about it long and hard. And I'd been using Herb Farm products for 32 years. So one of my first herbal lines that I ever used when I started to explore tinctures, which is about probably a year or two into my starting with herbal medicines in 1981, is herb farm. They are a an organic non-GMO, although the term GMO didn't exist back in 1981. They are um, really, when you think about like farm to table food, they're farm to bottle herbal products. And what I mean is that I've been to the herb farm farm. When you harvest an herb and you rub it between your fingers and you smell it or you taste it, what you get when you open the herb farm product, the bottle, is that same smell, that same taste. They really have preserved the essence, the kind of spirit and chemical nature of the herbs, which is what makes them work in our body. And there are other wonderful herbal companies as well. Some of the many ones that I use are Gaia Herbs. Herbalist and alchemist, uh, herbs, et cetera, mother lo- love. I mean, I could go on. There's some really wonderful herbal companies out there. Um, I just happened to get contacted by Ed and he said, Would you be willing to work with us? And in our evolution of working together, I really felt that there was this huge need to create a line for women that was modular, that allowed women to work with the functional medicine categories of the body systems. So the adrenals and energy, detoxification, immune, endocrine or hormone, digestive, etc., and mind-body-spirit too. And I really felt strongly about starting with the adrenals because I feel like, and this is so you know deeply why I wrote the book, that what's going on in the stress response is what is going on in the rest of the body. And I don't mean that stress is the underlying cause of everything, but what I do mean is that disharmony in the stress response system causes disruption in the hormone cortisol. And cortisol is the chemical messenger that keeps every single cell in our body, probably not our red blood cells because there's not a nucleus there, but keeps all of our other cells harmonized to circadian rhythms. And it's circadian rhythms that keep everything, every single organ system doing what it's supposed to do during the 24-hour cycle of the day. So this is really powerful. It tells your body when you're supposed to eliminate, when you're supposed to detoxify and what, which different organs are supposed to be detoxifying at which time of day, which different immune cells are supposed to be responding at which different times of day and night, whether you're detoxifying your brain while you're awake or whether you're detoxifying your brain while you're asleep what your liver is doing, what your pancreas is doing, it's so powerful. And so to me, I'm also very much a believer that while I don't want to romanticize a return to nature, I do strongly know as a physician and a midwife that one of the biggest ways that we can get back, get our bodies back into harmony With their innate wisdom is by getting our bodies back into harmony with the cycles of the planet. And we're, you know, while we like to think of ourselves as sort of at the top of the food chain, the reality is we're just as much um, sort of uh, controlled or dictated by the rhythms of the seasons, by the rhythms of the day and the night and the sun and the amount of sunlight or darkness we're getting exposed to. And the most profound effect that has is on the brain in the centers that actually control the hormones that are and chemicals that are being produced by the adrenals, particularly cortisol and adrenaline. And also when cortisol is chronically too high, it actually suppresses melatonin, so it makes it harder to sleep at night. And melatonin is not just for sleep, it's also one of our body's biggest detoxifiers. So there's a lot that goes on when we start to get out of ha- harmony with natural rhythms. So for me working with a company, that is so directly farm to bottle was so important because I know as an herbalist now for 35 years that herbal medicines are more than just the chemical constituents that are in them. They are one of our direct connections to our planet. There are DNA remnants of the plant that we ingest when we're ingesting herbs, when we're eating vegetables, when we're eating Good quality fruits, especially some of the dark f- berries that are that our bodies are biologically meant to get that we don't get from denatured food so just using herbs in your lifestyle in general, whether that's herbs and seasonings or in herbal products, can be supplying some of the missing elements from plants that are like the little triggers that activate that innate healing response. And adaptogens themselves contain specific chemical triggers that help the cortisol response, the adrenal innate response, find its own rhythm or balance. And that's the beauty of them. You can pretty much use most of them interchangeably, but each has its own unique flavor. And and I don't mean flavor taste, although that's the truth too. Um, But they each have their own unique kind of characteristics that You can read in my book, The Adrenal Thyroid Revolution, I talk about how to match your own characteristics, your own where you are on that U-zone spectrum to the characteristics or personalities of the adaptogens. So I actually created one product line, partly also because I had so many women saying to me, Aviva, I have no idea what products to pick. And I have to tell you, I really stayed out of the product development end of things because I never wanted people to... Think that I was ever giving information in order to sell a product. I don't care where you buy your products as long as they're great companies. Everything I do is to just try to bring healing and make your life easier. And of course, yes, this is how I make a living, but I have crafted a life that allows me to make a living bringing other people the healing information that I feel is so important and that women are asking for. And, that, you know, my husband was visiting one of my daughters off in college And she was having some sleep troubles. And so I said, well, you know, go to Whole Foods. There's a Whole Foods near where she is. And grab some magnesium and get her some magnesium. She could take it before bed. And my husband, who's been with me for 32 years, almost 33 now, and knows all about herbal medicines and supplements and has been using natural foods and going to Whole Foods since the beginning, he he called me on the cell phone in front of the supplement aisle at Whole Foods And he's like, Aviv, I have no idea what to pick. Like there are so many magnesiums here. And I was like, well, find one that's glycinate. He's like, there are 30 magnesium glycinates here. And he said, I think you should do products. I think you really should because this is so overwhelming and so confusing. So I have a product that I created. So I just want to tell you about it so you know how to use it if you choose to. But many of the other companies I mentioned have herbal adaptogen lines, Gaia Herbs, for example, has a beautiful adaptogen line. One of my favorite herbal companies is my community host defense line by Paul Stamets, and he does the most gorgeous medicinal mushroom products. So I use those personally in my life. I use the Gaia products in my life as well and for my patients. And there are others if you're working with a naturopath or physician, or you can even go to my formulary over at my website. If you go to my website, avivaram.com, You'll see a button or a nav- navigation tab that says Shop, and if you drop down there, you'll see the replenished Dispensary, and you can actually go there. And right now, we have twenty percent off on all supplements. And right now, also, Herb Farm is giving a discount on my line of adaptogens, and both the My Formulary, which is not my company, I I just use another company, and I create a dispensary in there, and the Herb Farm are free shipping over. For Full Script, it's free shipping over $49. And Herb Farm, it's free shipping with two bottles or more. But anyway, what I did for the adrenal line is I created three products. One of them is called Soothe, one of them is called Nourish, and one of them is called Uplift. And if you're already in overwhelm or burnout, I absolutely recommend starting with the Soothe or starting with the Nourish. And if you don't wanna use these products, that's totally fine too, but go ahead and look at what's in them so you'll get an idea of what kinds of herbs to look for. So in the Soothe, you're gonna find not just adaptogens, but adaptogens and herbs that also support the nervous system. So for example, in the Adrena Soothe, it's got ashwagandha and reishi, which to me are sort of the quintessential calming, nourishing, supportive adaptogens. And then it's also got an herb called zisyphus, which is also known as jujube. And that is in Chinese medicine considered calming for the spirit or the shen. And the shen is the mind, mind. So if you have a lot of racing thoughts, if you're always thinking and you're having a hard time quieting it down, if you always feel like you should be doing something more than you're doing, even when you're resting, if you're having trouble falling asleep at night because you're having trouble turning it off, or if you wake up in the morning, like in the middle of the night or super early in the morning with troublesome thoughts that you're having trouble turning off, zisyphus is the classic herb for that. And I've taken it myself for that very reason. Albizia, which is known as the heartbreak flower. And it's also calming for the spirit in uh, Chinese medicine. And then one of my all-time personal favorite herbs, which is motherwort. Motherwort literally translates from the old English as healing herb for mothers. And motherwort is one of the classic herbs that we use with racing heart, anxiety, and just that agitated nervous system feeling. I often describe it as that feeling where you snap at your partner, but then you slam the door and run to the bedroom and drop on the bed crying because really what you are is tired and irritable and you just want somebody to be understanding and kind, but then maybe they're confronting you. And so it makes you snappy and irritable. And that's kind of that picture of burnout. So the dosing is on the products for the ones I recommend. And it's just for these, it's super simple. It's two full squirts twice a day in about two ounces of water. The next in my, in my product line that I created um, is the product called Nourish. And usually what I recommend is either starting with the Soothe and doing the Soothe for about two weeks and see how you feel. After about two weeks on the adaptogens, you should start to notice that your mood is lifting a little bit. You feel a little lighter, more relaxed, a little less burnt out. And then the nourish, once you're on the soothe, I recommend adding in the nourish. So, for example, doing the soothe two squirts in the morning, the nourish two squirts in the afternoon, or alternating days. And that's where you start to get into the adaptogens that are not stimulating, but they're a little bit more neutral, but also a little bit uplifting. So, for example, in my product, that's where I use Eleuthero, which can also help with your brain function, turmeric, which is anti inflammatory and helps with depression. Holy basil, which starts to get a little bit more on the stimulating side, but it's not stimulating the way ginsengs are. And then something called schizandra berry, which in Chinese medicine is nourishing to the essence of the body, the kidney, yin, and the jing. And then maca root, which many of you know of as a women's supportive hormonal balancing formula. Both of these are fine and great. In fact, if you're a breastfeeding mom, I don't recommend adaptogens during pregnancy, and these two particular formulas are gentle enough if you have an autoimmune condition, even Hashimoto's. And I know you may have heard not to use adaptogens if you have an autoimmune condition. That is really, for the most part, an urban myth. It's an herbal misconception. The medical literature on adaptogens does not show that you can't use them in autoimmune conditions. And in fact, they're they're supportive. But of course, pay attention to how you feel because... That's always where the truth is. And if you start taking them and you notice any flares, then back down your dose or discontinue it altogether. The herbs in these are not contraindicated if you're struggling with blood pressure or on blood pressure medications or cholesterol or or diabetes medications. So they're really very gentle and quite safe. Again, you do not have to use these products at all. This is just sort of my way of sharing how I approach adaptogens which is again, counterintuitively, right? We think we're tired, we should drink some coffee, but instead of drinking coffee, we're gonna give ourselves a boost with adaptogens. But we all know that when you're tired and you drink coffee, you just end up energized for a little while, but then just needing a lot more coffee and irritated and irritable and not really feeling the way you wanna feel. When we're tired, what we need to do is restore, heal and deeply replenish. And that is what I wish for you. I wish you a life where you can honor yourself by starting to take some time to replenish and looking at why you're burnt out. What do you need to take off the burner, off the stove? Do you have too many pots on the burner? Are you driving yourself too hard with perfectionism? Is your life just really demanding right now? You know, And I get the reality of you, know, you have Hashimoto's, you're already exhausted or you have another autoimmune condition or you're just not feeling great. And maybe you have a teenager who's giving you hell and maybe you have an adult parent that you are now the caretaker for or helping out with or who has medical challenges. And maybe you're working a full-time job outside of the home at the same time. You know, I get it because I have that life too. And for me, the trick is really learning. It's not a trick. It's the balance. It's the art. The art of living is learning to honor ourselves and learning to, give ourselves permission to pause, permission to hit the pause button. And the role of adaptogens is not to allow you to not hit the pause button. They are to help you heal when you have hit the pause button and to give you a little extra support for during those times when you just can't hit the pause button because there's just that much going on that you don't have control over. So maybe you bide a little time with the adaptogens because life is just that for you right this minute. And so they help you get along and they support you, but they can't do that indefinitely any more than riding in your car with the gas line now, you know, with your now on the reserve tank. Eventually, I promise, and I see this as a medical doctor, look, my work is with women. I love women. This is what I do. My goal is nothing more than to give you the tools that you can use to make your life more whole and better. And I do see it time and time and time again, the women who are coming to me have come to me usually after burnout has started to take its toll. So my you know my deepest wish is for each of us to learn to hit that pause button and to use these herbs as support to heal, get you back to center, take care of yourself, whether you're a new mom, a mom with a bunch of kids, not a mom at all, but in a really high-pressured Space in your life right now with your work, with your studies, etc. If you are a midwife, nurse, other healthcare practitioner, or other profession who's having to really burn that midnight oil, these can provide you that buffer that you need, but not the substitute. So, thank you for listening. All the links to more information about everything I talked about in the podcast today, the links to my book, the free chapter how to access my herbal formulary so you can just learn more about what herbs and supplements I'm using. The link to these herb farm products through my website and are all below this podcast. And we're also going to put the links to the other adaptogen podcasts and one of the adaptogen blogs. So you can read more specifically about some of the addition, the um, adaptogens I've talked about today. And I hope you'll grab a copy of my book because it's going to help, so many sleeping women wake, and that's why it's the adrenal thyroid revolution. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Natural MD Radio. If you did, please go to Avivarom.com and join the conversation about the show on my blog. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for my newsletter. It's free and it's jam-packed with powerful tips to help you take back your health naturally. That's avivaram.com. Take care and see you next time.